Hello, my friends, and welcome to Motivational Moments with Maria. I'm your host, high-performance, crazy coach Maria. Thrilled to be here with you. I mean, so thrilled. You know, my intent with this weekly podcast is to bring you some thoughts and ideas to keep you on your journey to live a fully productive, vibrant, and joyful life. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the comments and the shares on your word of the year. I've heard some really good ones and I'm thrilled for you guys. If you're still thinking about your word, gang, you need to get on it, baby. January is almost over and we have work to do. We have work to do, my friends. And also another thank you to all of you. I'm so grateful that you expressed concern about our travel last week. Just to wrap it up, I did, we did finally make it back to California. After a couple of more soccer games on Monday, we hit the road. We headed back to Nashville, Tennessee from Charlotte, North Carolina. But wanting to avoid the white stuff that freezes the roads, we took the long route back to Nashville. The drive may have taken a long eight hours, and we did avoid the white winter weather, which was the important thing. Early the next morning, I was able to board my very early morning flight to California. That's commitment. We talk a lot about commitment in my world. Then I had an eight-hour drive back to the desert where my home is. So a little tired, but still here. What I want to share with you this week is when I boarded the plane, something struck me as incredibly awesome. I mean, incredibly awesome. It was more than incredibly awesome. Now, this is a first for me, and over the years, I have traveled a ton of air miles, but I have never, ever seen this, ever, ever, and I wanted to take a picture, but being respectful of the passengers on the plane, I didn't, so I was fortunate enough to have been upgraded to first class. When I got on the plane, I was stunned. I was stunned because, you see, the entire first class cabin was filled with women. Yes, women. All seats in first class were occupied by women. My friends, I know some of you don't believe me, but this is a first. Never ever have I seen this. Like I said, I've traveled a lot of miles. Now I made a comment to the flight attendant who had been a very seasoned flight attendant and she noticed it too. And she was shocked. Because in all her years of flying, she had never witnessed it either. And I made comments to the other women that were seated in first class. And they were in disbelief too. Now some of the youngsters, they were like, "Eh, no big deal. But let me tell you, it's a big deal. Some of them were looking. They were darting their eyes from the front to the back. They wanted to confirm, yes, all first class was occupied by women. So ladies, we have shattered the first class upgrade glass ceiling. Another first in my life. And if you're not sure what the glass ceiling is, this is what we're going to talk about today. I want to explain this to you. The glass ceiling is a term for the social barrier preventing women from being promoted to top jobs in management. The term has been broadened to include discrimination against minorities. So here's another way to look at it. The glass ceiling is a metaphor used to represent this invisible barrier that prevents a given demographic from rising 
beyond a certain level in a company, in a corporation, in a hierarchy. So many women over the years have referred to this, quote, invisible glass ceiling and myself included as we strive to get promotions in our careers. Now, one of the explanations given for why this glass ceiling exists is because of the perception that women lack general managerial experience. Now, you know, that's just a crock of crap. I mean, who runs the majority of the households? The women. And that requires a lot of managerial experience. So, Perception, women lack general managerial experience, hello? Then, ironically, over the holidays, my amazing son-in-law, Patrick, whom I absolutely adore, gave me a beautiful set of earrings. And they were aptly named glass ceiling earrings. Now, these glass ceiling earrings represent what you have done to break the glass ceiling for women and minorities. I mean, it really touched me. I mean, I was really, I got a little emotional about it, you know, and I thought, wow. And then as I thought about it, yes, women and minorities have had a much more difficult time breaking through the glass ceiling. And I had my own stories of breaking the glass ceiling. Yes, I did. And I started to think about it. As a matter of fact, I had several of my own breaking the glass ceiling stories. And it also got me thinking about women, which I'm sure you know, who broke the glass ceiling to advance in their careers. And for me, it started when I was in high school. Always the spirited one. Oh, what a surprise. I became president of the pep club in my sophomore year. And then as I went into my junior year, I decided to challenge the status quo. What did I do? I challenged the boys and decided to participate in the competition as the school mascot. I mean, it was unheard of. The mighty, mighty pirates. Arg! Once a pirate, my friends, always a pirate. Now, I may have bruised a few egos in the election, but I won. And I became the first female mascot in the history of the school. That was the first glass ceiling I broke. A female mascot? Who would have ever, ever conceived of it? Ha! I did. And that paved the way for other young girls to challenge the status quo and to do things that we thought only the boys could do. Then again, in the corporate world. You see, I was told I would not go very far in the corporate world or I would not get promoted because I did not have the college degree. I was the wrong sex and I was the wrong color, nor did I have a mentor or a sponsor like most of the men did. I did not have someone that believed in me like I believe in you. Now, I watched with awe. And I celebrated when a woman was promoted to an executive position. I was really excited. But even then, as they got promoted, it was tough for women because the perception was that we would, quote, fall apart and start crying at the first sign of a difficult situation. So we women, we had to work harder. We had to be tougher. And instead of being called 
assertive, we were called aggressive, and some other key words that rhyme with itch, and I, that's all I'm going to say. Now, having always been the underdog, or the one that didn't have the, quote, finesse, as I had been told, I was on a mission. You see, my friends, I am of the mindset that says this, when you tell me that I cannot do something, rather than wallow in my pity party, guess what? I'm going to go out and figure it out. And that's what I did. I went on and I figured it out. Then finally, in 1991, the U.S. Department of Labor launched the Glass Ceiling Commission to address this invisible glass ceiling. Now, the commission reports did reveal that indeed women and minorities have limited opportunities to obtain broad and varied experience in most companies. And the corporate leaders and women and minorities that were surveyed and participated in focus groups all agreed that a glass ceiling exists and that it operates substantially to exclude minorities and women from top levels of management. It is still in existence today. Now, the facts of the commission interestingly, support their contention that diversity is good for business. And I'm one to say diversity is good for business. A 1993 study of S&P 500 companies showed that firms that succeed in shattering their own glass ceilings racked up stock market records that were nearly two and a half times better than otherwise comparable companies. Nevertheless, as the report finds, serious barriers to advancement remain, such as persistent stereotyping, erroneous beliefs that, quote, no qualified women or minorities are out there, end of quote, and, of course, the plain old fear of change. That was then. This is 2022. The gap is closing and yet my friends it still exists but here is the lesson that I want you to take away today it doesn't matter if you are white black Hispanic Asian American American Indian Catholic Muslim Jewish Protestant whatever what matters is that you you take responsibility for whatever you want in life it means playing the victor and not the victim. It means not taking no for an answer when a yes is still possible. It means pushing through the barriers. You work on figuring it out. You surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up and help you. You recognize there will be challenges and you stand tall, my friends, and move forward. Never let anyone tell you that you are not capable and you cannot do it. You are capable. You can do whatever you set out to do. You learn what you need to learn. You find people like a coach, like myself, to help you. And you do what you need to do be to become the person that you truly want to be. So that's your lesson for today. And ladies, listen in. Keep pushing because we are breaking the glass ceiling. We are shattering it in more industries than we ever thought possible. I'm always, always grateful that you're listening in. 
And what I'd love you to do is to share my message of inspiration, positivity, and hope for your tribe. So go ahead now, now, go ahead, hit the share button so you can make a difference for someone else. Thanks for joining in this week. And as always, my friends, stay focused, stay positive, and have fun. And no matter what you choose to be, do, or have, do it with a purpose and passion.